Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Pod Stuff, your podcast discovery show. I am Alicia Renee. And I'm Dax Holt. I am excited about today's guest, mainly because I love all things history. I love the all things rivalry. And you guys will love it because it's got a pinch of murder most fun. True crime. This is a true crime podcast. <laughs> we got Kate Winkler Dawson, host of Tenfold More Wicked. What's up, Kate? I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No, Super thank you for excited. joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Let's just get right into it. We listened to uh, season five of uh, Tenfold More Wicked. Um, this one, uh, what was the name of that Blood particular? Feud. Blood Feud. I know she's listened to it, but can you give us a brief synopsis for someone who hasn't listened to Blood Feud? Maybe a little bit like what it's about, what they can expect in the season. Okay, so Blood Feud is our fifth season. So we're professionals now at this point. And <laughs> I, thank goodness, have fantastic listeners who send in suggestions. And I had a woman named Katie Witcher send me a suggestion that essentially said, my family is totally effed up and you really should look at our history <laughs> because we have criminals all up and down my family. And I said, that's music to my ears. So I started doing some research and her family, the Witchers, which is a fantastic name, by the way. Yes. Their, their family um, goes back Virginia into Ver Southern Virginia into the American Revolutionary War. And they were very close to another family called the Clements. And a Clement, well, many Clements married many witchers, but there was really one that sparked this epic feud between these two families that no one's ever heard of until I think my podcast. And um, it started thanks to a really bad marriage. And within this bad marriage, they did manage to have a child and it turned into a custody battle, which turned into a whole lot of murder um, during court proceedings in a custody battle over this little girl who, thank goodness, ultimately turned out to be a wonderful woman, but it was a huge mess. And, and it's so interesting because both families know the whole story. And frequently in the show, I'll talk to families who know bits and pieces of their family history, or sometimes I'll find people and they just go, I have no idea that this even happened in my family. And boy, the Witchers and the Clements knew all about the story. So this was a, a really big deal to them. So it was really great to, I had a family reunion and we got together <laughs> and we talked about it. They had never had that before. And we talked about the, the showdown that happened between these two families that, 
that just turned horrible for both families. What I found to be very curious too, the approach that you took in the podcast, and let me know if it was intentional, you really kind of talked about the evolution of how marriage was mainly, it was an institution of business. It, it was a proposition of business. Women were property and oftentimes that they found themselves in abusive marriages, they didn't have the means or the resources to get out of this, this marriage. But what's what's uh, the the lead the the woman on what's her first Victoria. name? Victoria. Victoria Clement. Yes, Victoria Clement. Uh, Witcher. Mm-hmm. Victoria Witcher. She was she married into the Clement. Victoria Witcher. Uh, right. She did have the means and the resources. I found it. It was such a beautiful way you tied into how women back then, how they couldn't do what women today still have to fight to be able to do. Yeah, and I think, you know, a, a couple of the people I speak with in the podcast, particularly Katie Witcher, the one who brought this to me, talks about divorce and how difficult it is now. And, and you know, we talk a little bit about the evolution of women in divorce and how, of course, in the 1700s, it was nearly impossible for women to get divorced. And, and frequently they didn't. They just lived apart is what would most of the time happen in the 1700s. And then in the 1800s, like when this happened, you literally had to file a request with the state legislature legislature to, to get a divorce. It was an act of the state to, com- to compel this divorce. And so the fact that Victoria Witcher Smith, Clement, which is a very long name, <laughs> the fact that Victoria, who married this man, um, whose name was James Clement, was able to file was unusual because yeah. they really looked askance at women who filed. They just didn't believe them. And usually if men filed, it was for different reasons. It was infidelity or they wanted to marry someone else or, right. or something. So so this was a really big deal. And she had the backing of her, of her family. Who was and very they were politically not, entrenched. They were not married very long. I yeah. mean, it was you know, a, like barely a year. So this was a clearly a bad mar- marriage from the start that resulted in a, a terrible three murders and all at the same time and, and a, a ruined reputation for one of the families. But the product was this wonderful woman. And I speak to her uh, great grandchild who just said she just, the, the, the little baby who was being fought over ultimately ended up being a fantastic person. Out of all of this carnage, at least something good came of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to kind of piggyback on what you said because I liked what I liked about your podcast is how you set up how different things are now versus in the 1800s and just the respect level that people demanded. Like, if you embarrass me, mm-hmm. now I have to challenge you to a duel yeah. because pride and respect were such a big thing that, like, you couldn't make fun of someone and expect to get away with it. Like, no. now there's a duel, someone is going to die over yeah. over being embarrassed. And uh, yeah. I, I know it sounds silly, but I, I guess I don't think about that much, but mm-hmm. listening to your podcast was like, oh, that's really interesting. Things that I, I learned a lot through your podcast, not just about that family and their, their storied history. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think virtue is a big deal. I think, um, you know, somebody, one of the historians in the podcast talks about how you should never tweak a man's nose because yeah, it's an extension it's like their, of his penis their for you. on their face. <laughs> so don't, don't ever do that. I was like, oh, I didn't then, see that. Well, what I was going to say was that then you look at Twitter, which is a, a lot of public humiliation. Yeah. And, and so, you know, obviously we have 
many of us, most of us have evolved over hundreds of years into hopefully, you know, being able to control ourselves a little bit more. But public humiliation was a very real motive for murder in the 1800s. It, it just didn't shock anybody who I spoke with who knew anything about the 1800s that this kind of feud started um, over perceived humiliation from one side of the family to the other. So yeah, it's, it was, it's interesting. It's it, what's even more interesting is that there are parts of, uh, uh, our society that have yet to evolve, you know, past the yeah. space of words being fighting words. Those are fighting words and people losing their lives behind things that were said, uh, to someone else. I only got to episode five, um, in the podcast. So I didn't yet hear, get to the point where, people came up dead. Is that something you want to talk about now? Or would you prefer that people listen to, to find out who, who, who done Randolph? Well, <laughs> to the upper room, <laughs> who done Randolph to the upper room? I or the lower say, one. I or would the say, lower. yes, I would say that, that there are these two families. They're both very powerful. Um, they are both very hot headed. One is a set of, uh, has, they're essentially war Viking, criminals. Viking blood. I mean, really, I mean, the, you know, the witchers are, are very aggressive in battle. They were during the Revolutionary War. They were in the Civil War. Um, and then, you know, you have another set that are that are also, the Clements are also scrappy. So you put those, those two groups together, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say that of the two families, there's one family that endures an incredible amount of tragedy, three people dead during court proceedings. That's mm. how Katie Witcher pitched it to me. She said, during a divorce proceeding, these people yeah. were slaughtered. And then another family that is that is essentially ruined and had to build themselves back. So there's a lot that unfolds. And that's what I look for in this show is it's not just a murder or it's not even just three murders. It's what are the themes that happened then that haven't really changed that much today or what can we shine a little light on? And of course, this is six episodes. So there has to be a lot of action that happens across those six episodes for, for me to think that it's really going to be a good story for the show. Absolutely. Yeah, when the cameras stop rolling, I, I want the exclusive. Uh, I'm not going to ask you <laughs> why the cameras are rolling because everyone should listen to it. I want the exclusives. Well, so, Kate, and this is not this is not even your newest episode or your newest season. We just is the one that we got caught into, so we want to talk about this, but you have season six that is now out. It's called The Echo of Murder. So. What is it? What, what can we expect? Obviously, we're going to check it out. We haven't had a sec yet, but can you tell us what season six is and what we can expect from it? Sure. So season six is uh, set in Texas, which is where I'm from. I end up filming oh, a part? lot in Texas. I'm from Austin. I'm from so. Houston. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I love the all parts of Texas, I think, are so unique and so interesting. And um, my family and I go to the coast an awful lot. In fact, we're going just in a couple of weeks to Port Aransas. And right next door to Port Aransas is a small fishing village called Aransas Pass. And we drive through it all the time. And I essentially, I like to do shows in really interesting places and I drag my family along with me. So they came to Virginia for the season five Virginia story. <laughs> and we went to the Texas coast this story is in 1931, which is during the Depression and still in Prohibition, and it's in this tiny town, and it's about a young woman named Dorothy Simons, and um, she babysat a lot of kids, including this little, little boy who just fell in love with her named Bill Simons, who grew up into an investigator, and before he died, he investigated his babysitter's murder. Hmm. And she was killed and buried in the sand one night in 1931. And it was 
she was found it was really gruesome there was a, a man walking along the beach with his children and he saw a hand sticking up from Oof. from the sand and she was this bright amazing woman who was the center of her family and uh, but her family were outsiders and it's a, a lot about how um, a small town can rally around an affluent family not even affluent just a well-known kind of a family that's been there for a long time whether or not someone got away somebody got away with murder yeah. how that happened and um, I have never had a family before and I've dealt with that now this is my sixth season and I'm, I'm working on seven eight and nine right now I've never had a family who was so affected by somebody's death because her death ripped apart this family and ripped apart her two younger brothers and one was raised in foster care and the other one was raised with their biological father and it just turned into a nightmare for everybody wow. and mm. and his then both of these these young men their children and their grandchildren feel it this mm. the way that this shaped their whole family is pretty incredible they feel like they have a curse because this was this was really terrible and um but it's an interesting story. It's about you know a, a woman who was under so much pressure to be perfect, and she had a few secrets that I don't think we would consider secrets now. But during prohibition, and you know, swimming with boys was never a good idea during this time period, uh, according to people in the town. So, it's a lot about victim shaming and also about the the missing white woman syndrome, which you guys have probably talked about. Oh, for sure. You know? Right when 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 we focus in on yes. the, the beautiful white perfect mm -hmm. female and in this podcast I speak with the organizers of uh, Black and Missing mm. who have the HBO show and we talk about some of the women of color who are missing and why they just don't get as much attention as a Gabby Petito or or someone else so there are a lot of layers to this story and um, it's it's just a really exciting story to tell because this man. Bill Strain died before he was able to really get much information. And then right before he died, his son handed him some information and he just didn't, at the end, he didn't want to know. He just wanted, he just wanted to have this memory of this babysitter who he had fallen in love with, mm -hmm. you know, when he was four and, and that was it. So it's a, a very um, touching story. Is that intentional for you to try to find like the deeper meat whenever you do uh, these stories within the family? Like we talked about the family dynamics of, uh, how women are perceived in marriage and, you know, dealing with domestic violence. Uh, the upcoming season deals with the missing white woman syndrome as well as, you know, uh, respectability politics. Uh, is, is, that a, is that intentional for you to make sure that there is a deeper message or, or theme to discuss? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's intentional with my podcast. It's intentional with my books, with everything I do. I... Um, have very little interest in crime that doesn't resonate with us for some reason that doesn't bring up some bigger issue mm. and I I tend to gravitate towards stories a couple of things one I have to have a family member at least one family member as many as possible and there are I think four or five in this current season and there are a lot in in season five the one we already yeah. talked about with the feud so it's really important for me to have family member it's very important for me to be able to recognize themes pretty quickly because as much as things change, they really do stay the same. In 1931, the things that we felt then are what we feel now about crime and about crime victims. Um, and I think they're just, in, in many ways, we talk about it more now and they're more illuminated now. And I, uh, and I really, I like to do unknown crime. 
I had a season two is about uh, William Burke and William Hare, who were serial killers who were who were fairly well known to people who have followed serial killers. They're notorious from Edinburgh in, in uh, 1928 or 1828, but. Um, you know, those are the most famous. I really, I like obscure. I like obscure uh, criminals and crime with a lot of depth and a, a lot of different story points that I can hit on. Well, what I've got after this is that you are very busy. You got numerous seasons recording at the same time. Do you have time yourself to listen to other people's podcasts? Is there any podcasts out there that interest you that you would recommend to our audience? So I have a really great recommendation, but it's old. And I'm not sure if everybody's cereal. Heard it yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> the original OG. <laughs> slightly more current than that. Um, no, I mean I I like over my dead body, which my buddy was one of the producers on. I loved um, the original the original version. I, I haven't listened to the more current ones, and I think that the most there's two excellent ones also. Bear Brook I think is incredible because I really enjoy forensic genealogy and that story, the way that the, it's uh, the uh, New Hampshire Public Radio who did it. And they just did an excellent job. The reporters just did an incredible job. And um, I like West Cork a lot, which is the murder of a French woman who lived in um, Ireland, in West Cork, Ireland. And I, it's a Netflix series, which of course- It's called I, West I think Cork? West Cork. West Cork. And I and a lot of people might have seen the series on on Netflix. You should listen to the podcast though. It came first and it's from the point of view of a married couple, two reporters who followed this from beginning to end. And the suspected killer is interviewed extensively, which is my favorite. I love that. I love listening to that. And also in Bearbrook you hear the same thing. The suspected killer is interviewed and you can hear him. And and that just can really hear resonates with me. You can hear the guilt. It's just streaming <laughs> off of them, yeah. And and I might be envious of those shows because, um, you know, I don't get that. All of my all of my people are long dead. I like working with dead people. Generally, <laughs> <laughs> I am not interested. I know everybody thinks that's funny, but I'm not interested in contemporary crime. Mm-hmm. I um, I. It's hard for me. Contemporary, more modern crime is hard for me because of the families yeah. and there's so many people involved and. And I have really invested families in all of these episodes, but the stories are a lot older, so they have perspective and they're willing to talk about it. And yet they're still important to them. And that's why I think this this sort of mashup of true crime and history works really well with this show. It's good. Uh, Kate Winkler Dawson, host of Tenfold More Wicked. Uh, you guys need to be sure to check that out. We're going to have it up on podsauce.com. Uh, we're going to uh, put the direct links, to, of course, to uh, season five, the, the season we listen to, but also season six, the season we're getting into because it's a treat. I can already feel. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.